0: dot com slash google teacher pod you can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the google teacher podcast thank you for your continued support and may the googles be with you
1: I'm Dr. Molly Ness, host of the End Book Deserts podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
2: Welcome to episode 117 of the Google Teacher Podcast, your source for the latest Google for Education news, tips, tricks, and ideas you can use in class tomorrow. I'm Matt Miller from Ditch That Textbook.
1: And I'm Casey Bell from Shake Up Learning. And in today's episode, I get to interview Jimmy Matt. (laughs) So we're going to do things a little bit differently. Apparently, this guy has cranked out another book, and we are going to chat all about his new book, Tech Like a Pirate. So of course, we have some Google News and updates. There's some super cool stuff this week, y'all, and some great Questions from the mailbag and, of course, a couple of things that are popping up in the blogosphere. So, Matt, you ready to do this?
2: Are Casey, let's go to the ship. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Oh, no. So let's kick this episode off with some news and updates. And the first one I wanted to share with you is about Google Lens. So Google Lens is this neat feature that you can use on Android devices to activate your camera and then be able to basically interact with lots of the things that you find in your physical world. And so there are some pretty cool features when it comes to Google Lens that can really help with um, with remote learning. One of those is that you're able to copy text from paper to your laptop. What you can do is you can take a... Take a piece of paper, you know, like a, a little notepad where you've uh, done some some handwritten notes, if you write neatly at least, and you can use Google Lens to be able to see that text and then to be able to copy it and even paste it into a, uh, into a document. So if you're a big paper note taker like I am, and if you write neatly, which I don't, <laughs> then you might be able to, to use this. Another thing that Lens lets you do is learn new words and how to pronounce them. So what you're able to do is find a page with some text on it, and it can be from any one of more than a 100 languages. Point your camera at the text, and then it's going to translate it all for you right on the page. And then what you can also do is use Lens to practice words or phrases that are difficult to say. So you just select the text with Lens and tap on the the listen button, which is new, and you can hear it read out loud. So in this article, it says, and finally figure out how to say hippopotamo, which because the example on the screen is a Spanish one. I'm like, hey, I already knew how to say hippopotamo, which is hippopotamus (laughs) in Spanish, by the way. And then another thing that you can do is um, it helps you look up words and phrases that you don't understand in a book or a newspaper. So if you're reading a piece of text in the physical world and you're not sure what something is, just use Google Lens, point the camera at that term, and then you just highlight it and it'll do a Google search for you. So lots and lots of different things that you can do with Google Lens to help with um, really with remote learning, but just with your general everyday learning too.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. I love Google Lens and those looks like like some really neat updates that I need to be using. So I'm really excited to see that. Google has um, a lot of cool stuff that they've been sharing on the keyword blog this week. And our next post comes from there and it's about teacher appreciation week. So, um here at the Google Teacher Podcast, we're a little bit behind. So by the time you hear this, yeah. <laughs> Google uh, gu- Google ap- appreciate this is Teacher Appreciation Week will actually be over. However, I'm just going to stand my ground and say every week should be Teacher Appreciation Week and there are some really cool things that different organizations are doing to try to show their appreciation for teachers. There's a great video on this post. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's a commercial as well that Google put together to thank teachers. And so thank you to everyone who's listening that you are appreciated. And now more than ever, everyone knows how important teachers are. So in this article, they're talking about some of the things that they are doing. One thing they have updated the Teach From Home page that we've mentioned here on the podcast several times. And if you scroll down, you'll see now there are tabs for teachers for schools, and they just added a section for families. So there are now resources to help families who are supporting their children who are learning at home. So they can learn how to use the Chromebooks. They can learn how to use the tools, even find some of those accessibility resources for students with disabilities and get help with schoolwork. So I love that they did that. And have added that extra layer. I feel like that's an extra layer that we've all had to add to our resources because it is such a different situation right now. But that is one fantastic site that they keep adding to over and over again. They have also updated the Teacher Center. So I don't know how many of you have realized this because Google kind of did this and didn't tell anybody it was coming. And some of my links are broken now. So (laughs) we have to change some things, including the links to the certification exam. So that's what I've been getting messages about all week. And just to let you know, if you're trying to use the old link, they have moved things into this new teacher center under certifications. It's called ProctorU, where you register, I believe, for level one and level two. I'm trying to remember if trainer is still in the same one. I'd have to look at it real quick. But this is all brand new. And they're updating, which I appreciate. But it sort of came up and they're not redirecting from the old pages which come on google help us out and get us get us to the right place so the google for education teacher center is loaded with free training resources tips all kinds of things and they are updating that for teachers as well the other thing that they are doing is contributing 2 million dollars to donors choose to support vulnerable students so those students who are not getting their essential needs met at home, high poverty, public schools, and Google is partnering with Donors Choose to make sure those kids can keep learning and not have to worry about some of those basic needs. There's also the Kids Keep Learning program that will provide thousands of teachers with $1,000 funding credits to get the materials they need to teach remotely and send their students personalized education care packages. So I'm really excited to see. How that turns out and where all this takes us. And of course, there was a special doodle on Teacher Appreciation Day that shared some love for all of our subject areas and teachers. There is even a YouTube playlist where you can hear some words of wisdom from these teachers who contributed to that. And the EDU On Air webinar that was hosted on this day should also be available for replay, where they have the four 2020 National Teacher of the Year finalists in this EDU On Air, so you can learn from these amazing teachers. So, this is a great post. They've got some virtual thank you cards. They have really poured a lot into not just Teacher Appreciation Week, but I think Google has done a lot to support education in general over time, but especially during this remote learning period, they have stepped up and really tried to get some things done for us quickly. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate all the teachers in the world.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Those virtual thank you cards, I was kind of looking at those. That's kind of a cool thing. There's a link in the, this post that takes you to a file, make a copy, uh, Google slides deck Where you can customize and they've got, you know, like several, it looks like probably eight or so different, um, different ones of these cards that you can make and then obviously save them as an image and then send them out. And so if you want to go check that out and make those available, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. So. I also wanted to share some neat stuff that you can do with remote learning involving augmented reality and 3D. And this is the kind of stuff where you don't have to be like uber techie. You don't have to have, you know, a whole bunch of specialized apps or anything. And so what's neat is that if you do search on a mobile device, I think this may just be for Android devices, but if you do a search through Google for certain things, there is the option to open it up in 3D or open it up with augmented reality. And so, um, Google has partnered with a handful of different uh, different organizations and companies to make these available through their search on mobile. Um, looks like maybe if you're doing the the search through the the Google app on iOS, this could work. Um, but there, there are a handful of things you can see. For instance, there are 11 human body systems that you can see in three dimensions that you can open up and you can actually place it in your space. So this activates the camera and it puts down, for instance, a skeleton um, that you can look at and kind of walk around with your, your camera. It places it in your space and then you just look at it through your device. Um, You've also got AR models of animal, plant, and bacteria cells, including some of their key organelles. Yes, I'm reading this. I obviously wouldn't have probably thought to use the word organelles. (laughs) It's in the article. Um, You can also search for an animal cell and zoom into its nucleus to see how it stores DNA or search for mitochondria to learn what's inside of it. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, You can also turn your home into a museum. For instance, if you search for Apollo 11 on your phone, uh, you can open Neil Armstrong's spacesuit and plop it right down in your living room and be able to look around it. Um, so there's a variety of these things that you can do, um, and you can do it all within Google search on your mobile device. So if you've got students and this is uh, something that's accessible to them, this could be something you know extra that you tell them is, is out there that might help them to interact with the content in a little more meaningful way.
1: And we've got another great little app that Google introduced this week. It's called Read Along, and it's an Android app for children who are five years and older to help them learn to read by giving verbal and visual feedback as they read stories aloud. And it uses Google's speech recognition technology to help develop those literacy skills. It was first launched in India. It was so popular. They have launched it in 180 countries. So this is how it works. Kids independently learn and build their reading skills with the help of the in-app reading buddy, who's named Daya. And as the kids read aloud, Daya uses Google's text-to-speech and speech recognition technology to detect if a student is struggling or successfully reading the passage. She gives them positive and reinforcing feedback along the way, just as a parent or teacher would. So, I love that. And I just read that aloud from the website. I wonder what Daya would have to say to me. <laughs> so, the safety and, and connectivity piece of this is built in. It's obviously they're thinking about children's safety and privacy now more than ever. There are no ads, there are no in app purchases. And after the initial download of the app and stories, the read along works offline, even without Wi-Fi or data. So that can help out, too, because I know everybody is stretching the limits of their data right now. But I feel like this is a really cute app to help kids and reading It's so important. It's so important across the curriculum, not just for me as someone who used to teach reading, but everywhere. And you know what? If kids have some extra time and we got them sitting in front of a screen, I think this is a fabulous little option here.
2: Yeah, totally agree. This is so cool. And it's amazing that this is just Made available, and that you can use it offline too. So, um, of course, if you want to check out links to any of these so that you can use them yourself, uh, head to our show notes at Podcast dot com slash one seventeen.
1: Hey, y'all. I am super excited to introduce our next guest. Today, we have Jimmy Matt on the Google Teacher Podcast. Just kidding. He's always here. But we love having him here. And today, I get to interview Mr. Matt Miller about his latest book, which is Tech like a pirate. So in case you were living under a rock last week, this book was just released and to wonderful fanfare and so many fans of both teach like a pirate and ditch that textbook that now the two worlds have perfectly collided. And now we are (laughs) going to have some awesome ideas for our classroom. So Matt, we are so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome.
2: Gee, thank you. It's so fun to be here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so tell us what is the focus of Tech Like a Pirate? What kind of spin are you putting on things and the pirate stuff that we know and love so much?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it it's sort it's of course a spin off of Dave Burgess's book, Teach Like a Pirate. Like you were saying. Um, I remember buying my first copy. Actually, I didn't buy it. I received it as a birthday gift. This kind of shows you the level of teacher geek that I am that I asked for a teacher book for my birthday um, back in in 2013. And I remember reading through it and there was this one line that I just kept coming back to. And in that book, Dave Burgess wrote, don't just teach a lesson, create an experience. You know, how can you make learning memorable? How can you make it an experience that they won't forget? And I kept thinking about that. And I kept trying to come up with ideas of how I could do that in my classroom. And it seemed like all of them, involved technology. I mean, that's just just sort of the way that, that I am, the way that I was. And um, so I just kept coming up with all of these techie solutions to create an experience. And I didn't realize it at the time, but like all of those years ago, all of those brainstorms started the thinking process that would lead to this book, Tech Like a Pirate. And so Tech Like a Pirate aims to answer this question that if we want to not just teach a lesson, but create an experience, Can our technology help us do that and help move learning forward? And I think the answer is absolutely yes, it is. And so that's the the focus of the book really is helping us to bring that memorable learning experience to the classroom through the use of technology. And of course, that also applies to -to face-to-face classrooms where we're doing blended learning with our technology, but also remote learning that so many of us are doing right now, too.
1: And that's perfect timing. You know, I feel like so many of the conversations that you and I have had over the years are still so valid, even during this time of this new, you know, fangled, whatever we want to call it, remote learning, Mm -hmm. distance learning, this new world, this new normal that we're faced with. And so timely that your book is now released. So when when we're looking through this and we see the basis of the PIRATE and we have the PIRATE acronym, are you playing off of the original ideas, the engagement strategies from the um, Teach Like a Pirate book as well? Or is this taking a, a little bit of a different twist?
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit different twist. Um, I took that that one line, don't just teach a lesson, create an experience and kind of ran with it. So I think that's kind of the PIRATE Focus. Um, I know in in Dave's book, Pirates is an acronym and it stands for, you know, a variety of different things. Pa- passion and rapport and I, I can't remember them off the top of my head. Shame on me. I just wrote a pirate book and I should know all of those. But um <laughs> Sorry, I put you on the spot. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, that's totally fine. But um, yeah, it's 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 very much in the same spirit and the same heart that Teach Like a Pirate was written, but um you know, I've, I've kind of taken it a different route. And instead of focusing on the P, the I, the R, the A, the T, the E, I came up with seven different ways that we can tech like a pirate. So the, the seven different ways to tech like a pirate are these. Um, one is social media and apps. Looking at some of those favorite apps and those favorite social media of our students And asking, how can we bring elements of that social media and elements of those apps into the lessons that we're doing to grab students' attention? We've also got video. Of course, there's the proliferation of, um, you know, like Snapchat and TikTok and everything. Everybody's thinking about video anyway. How can we use that to engage our students There's also games. And of course, you know, so many of us love a good game, whether it's a board game or a mobile app or, you know, console video games or whatever. And we can use inspiration and elements from that to kind of rework our lessons and bring some of those game elements in. And of course, our technology um, helps us do that very nicely. There's also collaboration. Students are super social in and of themselves. And If there are opportunities for them to do collaborative work and to do it digitally and to do it meaningfully, then that can be an engaging experience. There's images. Um, We know that images are very brain friendly, especially when we pair them together with text. And there are lots of ways that we can mash those up in meaningful ways to help students show what they know. There's also exploration, giving students the freedom to go explore information and also explore the world around them. And there are lots of neat ways that we can do that with our technology. And then there's also global communication. This one has been an absolute favorite of mine in my own classroom for years, Um, you know, thinking about all of the video chat opportunities that we have and how we so often use those in our own personal lives. And a lot of times... You know, At least when we were face-to-face in a physical classroom, we might not have thought of how that crossed over. But of course, now so many of us are doing Zoom calls and Google Meet calls and all of that with our students. And so there's some really neat, engaging ways that we can use those. So really, all of those kind of um, give a wide variety of options of ways that we can just put little adjustments into our lessons to make them... to to give them a new layer of engagement so that students aren't just looking at this and going, oh man, it's another lesson. It's another activity we got to do. It actually frames it through, you know, through an experience that they can, that they can have where they're like, oh, wow, this, this sounds kind of cool. This sounds like this other thing that I really like, or this social media that I like, or, you know, they start to see it in, in a whole different, different light. And that's, that's really sort of the focus of the book.
1: When they're having so much fun, they don't even know that they're learning. That's the best, yeah. right? <laughs> when they don't even see that. So I love the ways to tech like a pirate. I'm curious if you want to elaborate on the intended audience. So is this for K 12 teachers? Kind of who do you think this book who is your audience for this
2: book? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely K twelve teachers. My goal in this was to give um to give something that anybody can use. So, you know, from the littles to the bigs, there are different things that that fit very nicely with this. Um, you know, one of the big overarching messages that I have throughout the entire book is that we can we can use our technology to um, almost like, no, I don't want to start with the, the technology. Let's just say we can see our assignments and our activities that we do in class through a unique lens, you know, like being able to see it in, in a different light. Um, so for instance, that writing activity that we were going to do could be seen more like a social media post. That's a different lens. That video response that we were going to do. We might record that as if we're a TV anchorman or if we're in a reality game show like Cash Cab, that's a different lens that we can see it through. And what's neat is that these lenses that we can see our activities through, sometimes they just take a a little bit of extra thought and they usually don't even take very much extra planning time and it can really transform an activity. And the reason I bring this up when you ask that question is that we can use creative lenses on our activities at any level of learning, you know, from the littles to the bigs, from a kindergarten classroom, all the way up to high school seniors, and really even into the university setting, that if we look at the activity and we get to play as if we're someone else, or we get to act as if we're in a different setting, it, helps us to see the activity completely differently. And, um, you know, you know, your students and you know, in that case, you know, your audience and what they're excited about. And so whenever we use those, um, that's, that's a real way that we can sort of tech like a pirate and bring it to pretty much any level.
1: I love that. And you always keep things practical. I think that's sort of a goal that both of us have always tried to stick to things that are practical. And you know, we even say that at the beginning of the Google teacher podcast, using class tomorrow. And I see that so clearly as I am skimming through your book. I haven't read it completely yet, but I can't wait <gasps> to dig in further. So the question that is on everyone's mind now, Matt is, are we using Google tools in tech like a pirate?
2: I think if you, if you know me or if you've uh, you know, followed any of my work for a while, I can't go very long without talking about Google tools. So yes, absolutely. Google tools definitely fit very nicely um, within some of the ideas in, in Tech Like a Pirate. So uh, for instance, one of the ways to Tech Like a Pirate is using social media and apps. And one of my favorite ways to do that involves Google Slides. Casey, have you heard of Google Slides before? (laughs) Because we never talk about Google (laughs) Slides on this show, right? Never, never. You'll find
1: nothing about Google Slides on this show.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I started to see that with a lot of these social media like Instagram, Snapchat, even TikTok, uh, students are excited about them. But having them use the app to do academic work had all sorts of frustrations and roadblocks and legal challenges. By basically taking the experience of those apps and recreating that experience and a tool that they have access to, such as Google Slides, they're able to have the experience of the app without needing the app itself. So, the the line that I use in the book is you don't need the app to create the experience. So, for instance, I looked at Instagram and the idea of Instagram stories, and I thought, oh, that would be a really cool way for students to demonstrate understanding, to show what they know but I didn't want to have to grade a bunch of their assignments off of Instagram stories because they disappear. Um, And I also didn't want them to have to get an Instagram account. So instead, I thought, let's just rebuild the Instagram stories experience on something like Google Slides. And so that started to kind of cascade into a whole bunch of other similar experiences. So now I've got uh, Google Slides templates Related to Instagram stories, to Snapchat games, to TikTok, to Twitter, to all of these different places. And, um, you know, those are the kinds of slides where you can just assign them out to your students, give them a prompt, and they can respond as if they were making an Instagram story. So that's one place in particular that you can certainly use it. Um Another one that that seems to really fit right now is the idea of global communication. I was talking about this a little bit earlier, how so many of us are using Google Meet calls to meet with our students. And so that led me to think, what if we were able to invite a virtual guest speaker into some of those Google Meet meetings? And it can be just as simple as finding someone who has some sort of expertise related to what we're learning. Um, giving them the Google Meet link so that they can come join our class. And then they're able to come in and talk to our students. Um, And so it's almost like having a a guest show up in class, only we're doing it virtually. And then, of course, we could also extrapolate that out to something like a virtual field trip. What if there was a place and we could get someone from that place who is willing to get on one of our video calls and then show us some things or take us on a little tour? And really, there are lots of places that love, love, love doing this. Um, And sometimes all you've got to do is just ask. So if there is a museum or if there is a national park or a historical site or something like that, you might ask, hey, would you be willing to do a quick virtual field trip with my class? And of course, all of your students would be able to join on their own devices from home, just like they would on a regular video call. Um, that's another way that we can use a Google tool to create one of those memorable learning experiences that we talk about in in Tech Like a Pirate. So those are just a couple of practical examples. And of course, all throughout all seven of those ways, um, they either work really nicely with Google tools or they work well with another tool that can be linked to from Google Classroom. So really all of them fit really nicely within the Google ecosphere, I think.
1: And that's great. I love the go- the global communication piece that you, I know, are so passionate about. Every time oh, that yeah. we have any kind of news and updates that's about anything in that realm, you always want to talk about it. It's something that you care so much about. And both of us have been trying to get teachers on board with using these different ideas, with virtual field trips, you know, with, you know, the um, mystery hangouts and mystery Skype and all of these ideas, which, by the way, I'm now wondering, are we going to call these mystery meets?
2: (laughs) Have you thought about that? Mystery meets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be the mystery meets. So I digress. But as we as we look at that, I feel like teachers are now primed for these opportunities that they're going to see, one, how easy some of these tools are to use. And some of them are already going beyond just meeting with their students. You know, they are building in some virtual field trips right now or connecting to different organizations that are closed and you can't actually attend in person even when that was a planned field trip. So we're getting creative and now is the perfect time for all of these Tech Like a Pirate ideas now if anyone wants to learn more about the book and all of these resources which I know you've got tons of free stuff even if you don't buy the book what where can we go how can we learn about this Matt
2: well I kept it pretty easy for everyone so there is one link that will get you to a huge treasure trove of resources see what I just did there pirates and treasure and all you know um, oh so he's gonna make another voice. <laughs> Nope. Nope. I think I'm done with that. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. But um, if you go to techlikeapirate.com, techlikeapirate.com, it will take you to my Tech Like a Pirate resources page. And I've been building out this page for months, adding lots and lots of free resources related to the themes in the book. And so if you go to techlikeapirate.com, A, you can get the book if you want to. But B, even if you don't get the book, you can scroll down through and I have all seven of those ways to tech like a pirate, including additional resources to help you think through what that might look like in your classroom. I've got a couple of videos on there where I've done some conference presentations and, you know, just some sort of face-to-face video presentations about the book. So there's lots of really good free stuff out there at techlikeapirate.com. Uh, whether you get the book or not, of course I would love for you to take a look at the book because you know, that's where I lay everything out and make everything as, as clear as I possibly can. But um that's that's definitely the place that I would I would direct people to is techlikeapirate.com.
1: Well, that's a fantastic page, by the way. There's, I mean, there's scrolling upon scrolling, y'all, right. of all kinds of fun ideas. <laughs> so Matt has shared that, including a really great infographic that you'll find in our show notes at googleteacherpodcast.com slash 117. So we'll have links to everything that we've shared today, including links back to the book and the book information. And of course, the book is available, I'm sure, in all the usual places, Matt.
2: Yes, absolutely. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books online, you can probably find it there.
1: And of course, if you don't want to wait, I'm sure the Kindle version is available on demand right now. So uh, I would encourage everyone to go check out Matt's new book. It is awesome. I did get an early access copy because I'm special, y'all. And because I get to interview this guy on the podcast where we Mm co-host together. So it's been great. I love all of these ideas. I really can't wait to dig in deeper. And I hope that everyone listening will grab a copy and check out all of these awesome ideas for their classroom and especially to take this further in remote learning and whatever new normal we return to.
2: Absolutely. Me too. And I hope it's useful to everyone. And I, I think that your students will thank you for checking this book out because I think that it will really make it that enjoyable learning experience that they're really looking for. So yeah, definitely would, would love it if you take a look at either the book or the resources page. There's a letter in your mailbox. Hey, you know what?
3: This is all your mail. Hey, maybe I'll give you a call
2: sometime.
3: You've got mail.
2: It is mailbag time, and I've got a pretty cool thing to share with you that was shared with us by Renee Johnson from California, and she had her students creating some pretty cool videos. And actually, I I was so glad that she shared this because this fits so nicely with some of the tech like a pirate ideas that we just talked about in the previous segment. So Renee, take it away.
4: Hi Matt and Casey. This is Renee Johnson from California. I just want to share an idea with everyone that I recently did with my students. I first heard about the idea from a post from Matt on unboxing videos. So here's what I told my students. I gave them the task to create an unboxing video of your past self. Now before they created the video, they had to uh, find a box and put some items in it, kind of like a survival kit that they were going to send back to themselves in the past just to prepare for our situation that we're in now. Then they were uh, to write a note explaining why each item was in the box and then put it on top of all the items, close the box, and put some tape on it. Then in their video, their past self opens up the box reads the note and pulls out the items one by one um, and to see uh, what was inside the survival kit. We went ahead and posted these on a Wakelet so that everybody could watch each other's videos. So it was super fun. We laughed a lot and um, it was great fun. So hopefully somebody, um, some other teachers can use this too.
2: I can't tell you how thrilled I am that she had her students do this. These unboxing videos were part of a post that I wrote called eight YouTube inspired classroom video ideas. Um, it was a post that I actually uh, put out to go on that tech, like a pirate resources page I was talking about earlier. And she and her students really ran with it. It was such, this was such a cool twist on this idea of doing the unboxing videos, you know, So many of her students, I'm sure, have probably seen some version of an unboxing video on YouTube, and now they got to make one. So really, really cool stuff. So glad that Renee shared that with you. Thank you so much.
1: That's a super cool idea, too. I love unboxing videos. I watch a lot of makeup videos and things on YouTube. So (laughs) I, I I never thought about that. That's so cool. We also have an interesting voice message here from Steve Skaysbrook in the UK. So take it away, Steve.
3: My name is Steve Scaisbrook. Um I am a um, professor of architectural technology at uh, Birmingham City University in the UK. Love your podcast. Listen to it constantly. I've got a couple of areas that I was hoping that you may uh, be able to give some advice on. And that is the use of Google School within university level. Is there any examples of this? I'm thinking of setting up a small little online school for professionals who need to do their CPD, that's continued professional development. And I'm interested in setting up small modules for people to do that study, um, and I would give them tasks to do, curriculum, information, and then mark the work and give them time, or CPD time, for doing that work. wonder if you can help. Many thanks.
1: Okay, so this is a common question about Google Classroom, especially for teachers or anyone who wants to use it and you don't have access to Google for education. So in order to set up Google Classroom, you can use it with a personal Google account. However, everyone that signs up to join your class will also have to be using a personal Google account. So just to make sure that you make that clear, you'll have to organize your directions in a certain way. So everyone understands that and that they're not logged into the wrong account when they try to join. I'm not really sure if the people that you work with would have a Google for Education account. So I would just make sure that that's clear. It's a little clunky doing that. But in terms of a professional space, it's really easy and a great place to model the use of Google Classroom and using it for your own professional development. I know lots of schools who are doing this at the K-12 level and creating a a Google Classroom to deliver professional development. I also know Tony Vincent, shout out to learninginhand.com. Tony does some online courses that he delivers through Google Classroom. And because it's bringing in teachers from all over, they can't use their Google for Education account. So he also has some directions on his site available to help explain that you have to use that personal account. So hope that helps you out, Steve. Thanks for listening.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's such a cool feature that that we've got with Google Classroom is the ability to use it, even if we're not in an education domain. So good stuff. Good questions, as always. Of course, if you have a question and would love to throw it out, or if you have an idea that you've used that you'd love to share, uh, please do go to GoogleTeacherPodcast.com and leave us a voice message and we'd love to feature you on a future episode.
1: Hey, y'all. Let's talk about what's been going on in the blogosphere. So Matt and I have been still cranking out resources to help with remote learning and there's lots of stuff out there. You know, I mentioned that new app from Google Read Along, which I think is super cool. But I also wanted to mention to you that the folks over at TextHelp have made their Fluency Tutor app, which is actually it's a Chrome extension. Available for free until the end of school. And so Fluency Tutor would be a little bit different than Read Along. So, Read Along is really an app for kids, but Fluency Tutor is an app both for the teacher and the student where you can have students record their reading and you can actually listen to it and give feedback. They also have reading passages and lots of things built into it. It's super cool. I wish I had had this when I was teaching middle school language arts, but I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that it is completely free right now. So, you you should grab it and go check it out because it works well in this remote learning scenario as well. You can have kids log in with their Google accounts, read the passage aloud and record it on whatever device they have at home. So be sure that you check that out. I also have a episode that came out episode 61, where I interviewed two students about remote learning. So getting the student perspective is always important. But y'all, these kids were just brilliant. And yes, I am related to one. So I'm a little biased. But I interviewed a third grader, It's actually my little cousin, Charlotte, and I interviewed a graduating senior. So kind of getting two ends of the, the spectrum there to talk about what it's like, you know, trying to do this home learning thing, what kind of experiences they've had, of course, with the senior, what kind of experiences she's missing out on. And it was just a really fun interview. I could have talked to both of these children, <laughs> children, one's an adult already, but these students for hours and hours, they just really had some great insight that I would love for you to take a listen to.
2: Yeah, that sounds really cool. That's always, I'm always fascinated to hear kids' takes on things. We've had you know, the, uh, the Chrome squad and we've had, uh, students on, I know Casey's had, uh, students on in the past on the shakeup learning show. And it's always fascinating to hear what they have to say. Um, I have some more tech, like a pirate resources to share with you. I talked to earlier about how you can go to techlikeapirate.com. Um, I've also got a post on the blog called 10 things you'll find in the book. So if you're curious about the book and want to know more about it, um, you can definitely go check out the, the link to that post. I also have shared an entire chapter from the book. Well, it's kind of from the book. It was in the original manuscript. I wrote the book and it was really, really long. The book was. And after the first round of edits, the editors came back and they're like, Matt, listen, we got to talk. This book needs to be shorter. And so they suggested some things that I could cut out of the book. And of course, it hurts when you want, when people want to take things out. But I took this entire chapter that didn't fit so well in the book and just made it available on my blog. So I'm calling it The Lost Chapter from Tech Like a Pirate. It's a chapter on storytelling, which I would have made as my eighth way to take Tech Like a Pirate. It's kind of the glue that holds those others together. And so you can read that entire chapter as well as a sidebar chapter that was about um, ways to learn math through story. These are examples from Mandy Tolan's class. She's a math teacher in Missouri. And so you can see how she's teaching math through story, which is pretty cool. So um, lots and lots of resources that you can check out. Of course, you can find all of those on our show notes at googleteacherpodcast.com slash 117. It was so much fun to talk about my new book, Tech Like a Pirate. I hope that some of the ideas for Googling like a pirate, I suppose, or using Google to tech like a pirate were useful to you. Um, Of course, there are lots of links in our show notes. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, we would love to have you as a subscriber. And if you have subscribed to it and you found it useful... We would love for you to leave a rating.
1: We love y'all and we appreciate you so much for listening. So sorry for the belated happy teacher appreciation week, but you were so appreciated. And thank
2: you for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Google Teacher Podcast. Bye, y'all.
0: Thanks for listening to the Google Teacher Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts and by visiting our website, GoogleTeacherPodcast.com. Join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag GTPod. Until next time, keep harnessing that g Suite power, and may the Googles be with you.